maybe, wild idea here, we wouldn't be so afraid to choose ourselves. Choose ourselves every single fucking day. Hello, hello, everyone. I'm Cassandra Lay, and you're listening to I'm Lost, So What? The podcast exploring between belonging and carving your own path. For all the peeps out there who kind of know what you're doing, but still question, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, I'm with you. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the I'm Lost, So What? podcast. This is your host, Cassandra Lay, and today we are talking about being a bitch or not. So first off, where are all my people pleasers at? Where are all the people who feel like they need to take care of everyone? And maybe where are all the elder siblings, the eldest siblings who play the role of parent? Hello, now that you're here. Hello, hello. I welcome you. This episode is for you. Maybe it's for me because I am an eldest sibling. Yeah. And also a people pleaser. Anyways, let's dive into this. What are we talking about today in this episode? We are talking all about being a people pleaser and the shadow side of being a people pleaser, why we're not bitches unless we want to be, and some journaling prompts to consider because I love sharing some actionable things to journal on and think about after each episode. So before I dive into the content of the episode, I do want to preface that this episode is not a replacement for a therapy. I really wish I am not a licensed therapist. Let me say that again. This episode is not a replacement for therapy. I am not a licensed therapist and what I'm about to share in the episode are merely just observations, experiences, and opinions of my own personal experience of being a people pleaser and diving into the shadow side of people pleasing. So take everything I say with a grain of salt, because this is all based on my own personal experience and opinions. And if you do need therapy, I'm going to share a code to BetterHelp to get a week free. BetterHelp is an online platform to find an online therapist This does give me a kickback and I know BetterHelp has had some negative experiences, but for the 1.5 years that I've been using it, I've really enjoyed it and have found a great therapist. But again, this is my own experience and if you want to try a week free, then I have a link in the show notes. So now that we've gotten all of that out of the way, let's dive into the good stuff. So being a people pleaser... Gosh, this is like a lot of programming. So for the past 30 years, I have been a people pleaser. Well, I'm talking about it like I am not still a people pleaser, but I've been a people pleaser for a really long time. And what I found is that I make myself responsible for everyone else's things. And I'm not totally sure where this came from. I feel like there are a couple, I guess, experiences, background, cultural identity things that this people-pleasing tendency came from. It could have been from my own culture being Asian American, specifically Vietnamese American. It also could have been that because I was raised socially as a girl and specifically as an Asian girl. And if you don't know, the Asian stereotype is that Asian women, Asian girls are very quiet, docile, and just they just kind of do whatever you want them to do. And also a couple other things was, or is that I am a first generation Asian American in the United States. 
I'm also the eldest sibling of three. So I felt like I had to take on that responsibility of helping others and specifically help my sisters and my parents, especially because if you have a similar story or a similar experience, you'll know that being a first generation Asian American, my parents worked a lot. And that meant that I was home usually with my younger siblings, taking care of them and kind of taking on the role of caretaker. And of course there could have been other things that have led to this, but those were probably, or those are probably the ones that I am more aware of at this moment in my life. And something that I've dealt with my whole life is like I mentioned before, just being a people pleaser. I didn't know how to say no. I mostly always said yes. I didn't know how to put up boundaries and I basically gave my power away a lot. Actually, Uh, my mom at one point, I think I was in high school. She used to call me a doormat Uh, because I would just let people walk all over me. And I thought it was because I was being nice and I thought I was being likable. And I thought I was being like easy, not being a difficult person. So she called me a doormat once and I promise that it's gotten better thanks to therapy and also just like life experiences. But the people pleasing, I don't think really goes away. And some of the things I struggle with specifically being a people pleaser is my fear. Well, I say fear. What's the difference y'all between fear and being afraid? Is that the same thing? Are they synonyms? Anyways, I am afraid of confrontation. I am afraid of hurting someone's feelings. Specifically, I'm also afraid of not being liked by someone. And funnily enough, I was talking about this with, I think it was either my therapist or my leadership coach. I'm afraid of not being liked by someone. And if I don't like them, I somehow default into this way of being and acting that makes me kind of kiss up to the people that I don't like for fear that they'll find out that I don't like them, even though I don't like them. Is that weird? Do you all go through something similar? So I'm afraid of confrontation. I'm afraid of hurting someone's feelings and not being liked. I'm afraid that someone is going to come for me. And it's funny because I'm talking about being a people pleaser, yet I am very vocal about my values and what I believe in. I share about my values and I talk about white supremacy, anti-capitalism, anti-racism, and I name these things on LinkedIn, on Instagram, on my website, on my business page. I say it when I go on talks and give workshops and speeches. Yet for some reason, I'm still afraid that people are going to come for me. So I just want to mention this little piece because I feel like there are layers and nuance, of course, to being a people pleaser. And I think also because I struggle with being a people pleaser, I also make myself responsible for everyone else's things. So this kind of is like I take on other people's stuff because of my people-pleasing tendencies. And I used to take on people's shit all the time. I might still struggle with this. It's gotten a lot better. But my therapist actually pointed this out to me where she we were in 
a few sessions and she told me that I am making myself responsible for other people's things, things that don't necessarily even relate to me or have to do with me. They are on other people. And this looks like some of the things that I've done are taking on other people's reactions and emotions. So I won't say something or I won't do something because I'm worried about how somebody else is going to react or what their emotions are going to be. I'm afraid or no, I'm not afraid. I, I take on other people's decisions like it was my own. So let's say, for example, uh, somebody decides not to do something or they like back out of a plan and then for, or they decide to do something. And then next thing you know, I'm taking on their decision like it's my own. And then I'm trying to do all of the things for this person. Another thing that I, I do is I try and find a way to help people, lots of people, all the people, everyone in the world, because I thought it was my responsibility. I thought I had to help them, which This is already alluding to the shadow side of people pleasing, which I think is like the savior complex, but I'll save that for after this little bit of this episode. But I really tried to find a way to help lots of people all the time because I thought I was being helpful and useful and, you know, being nice. And that I think is a category of people pleasing again, taking on other people's stuff, making myself responsible for somebody else's things. I worried about how people would react. So I took on a lot of things instead of detaching myself from it. And right now I'm talking about this, like in the past tense, but there are still a lot of moments that I I do this. So it's still a very present tense thing. This is not like, Oh, I learned it and I'm trying to share this information with you. No, y'all like I am going with it through it with you. If you are also a people pleaser or someone who takes on other people's shit and I'm trying my hardest to help. I think trying my hardest to help other people or taking on lots of other people's things or responsibilities or all of their shit, because I feel like I wanted to help to be a good person. And if you have been grappling with being a good person or a bad person, I do want to mention that this is really binary thinking, part of white supremacy and the patriarchy that divides things into either or and not and. And really there's no good or bad person unless like, you know, literally you're a bad person that constitutes to like being a racist, sexist, homophobic killer. But for the most part, we are all just people, neither good nor bad. We kind of do certain things that can cause harm, and then we can do certain things that can cause joy. And I don't really need to, something I learned specifically, is I really don't need to be sticking my nose into everything. It's not my business. And the fact that I'm trying to help everyone is making me stick my nose in everything when it's not my business. I can just carry on and then wait for somebody to extend an invitation or ask for help. Anyways, This leads me to a side of people-pleasing and taking on responsibilities that aren't ours, which is the shadow side of being a people-pleaser. I feel like most people don't talk about this, and if I feel like I'm attacking you, I'd say sorry, but my podcast manager, hey Georgia, had to edit out a bunch of sorries in the three three reasons you're hiding from yourself episode, so I'm not sorry if I feel like I'm attacking you, but I do want to share that again. I'm not a therapist, so these are simply my observations and my opinions. So if you don't know, what is the shadow side of something? 
And I found this definition online and I will link the article in the show notes as well as the Wikipedia definition because we love a good Wikipedia definition. So the Swiss psychologist Carl Jung first coined the term shadow to refer to the hidden dark side of the human psyche. He thinks of the shadow as an archetypal, I'm reading this y'all, so if I'm not pronouncing this right, I'm sorry. So he thinks of the shadow as an archetypal figure that lives in the unconscious and stores the unwanted, unprocessed qualities of the self, including the life experiences we ignore in order to survive. So this is taken from the tools book. Again, I will link this in the show notes if you want to read more. And Wikipedia says the shadow is in analytical psychology. The shadow is an unconscious aspect of the personality that does not correspond with the ego ideal, leading the ego to resist and project the shadow. In short, the shadow is the self's emotional unseen spot projected. So if you're not familiar with the ego in a previous episode, I'll have to check which one and link it in the show notes. But the ego is kind of like your perception of yourself. And then the shadow side is the unseen stuff. So most of the time we think that our ego comes out in certain situations. So let's say somebody tells you that you hurt them or you said something that hurt their feelings. Ego comes out in this situation and gets defensive and says that, no, I didn't. I didn't hurt you because the ego now is bruised. Now the shadow side is more of like this deeper side of your unconscious and it doesn't necessarily come out. I think the shadow side is like what you yearn for and also what you secretly want. And for example, I think one of the times where I was exploring my own shadow side and feelings of jealousy Jealousy. If you explore your jealousy, that's where you can probably pinpoint a shadow side to your personality. So for example, I was working with a life coach once and we talked about being a bitch and we talked about being like this, you know, CEO in your face person who just runs shit. And I was telling her, my life coach that I I can't be that person, you know, like I, that would just make me unattainable, unapproachable, just not likable. And again, this is the ego coming out, right? This is the ego basically saying, "Mm -mm, I'm not this person. This is not who I want to be, blah, blah, blah. And later she came back and asked me, okay, then what do you feel jealous about with those people who do present themselves in that way? And I, I went in to explore that And I found out that that's a lot of my shadow side, the shadow side that was, you know, feeling jealousy towards people who were able to present themselves this way because I actually secretly wanted to. So I hope that helps with the shadow and the ego uh, explanation and understanding it. And let's dive into what is actually the shadow side of being a people pleaser. Again, this is my observation. So if what I'm about to say is a bunch of shit and I don't you know, if it comes out, like, I don't really know what I'm talking about. Again, these are my observations. So these are like my own connections in my brain. Um, I didn't take into account specific experiences or anything. If I miss something, please note that I am not a therapist or psychologist. And again, these are my own observations with my own people pleasing tendencies. So I think the shadow side of being a people pleaser 
plays into, of course, our own ego, the savior complex, and being seen as useful, worthy, or deserving of love and attention. So basically, because we are doing what other people want us to do because we are people pleasing or because we are taking on someone else's shit or responsibilities because they can't, and this isn't like air quotes here, that they can't do it themselves. We put ourselves in a position that actually hurts us and drains us. But, you know, the ego, of course, feels hurt and drained or the ego feels like, oh, I'm a good person or I'm being nice. Of course, you know, they're going to like me. The shadow side is that what we want is that we really want to feel needed. We want to feel loved. We want to feel wanted. We want to be given attention. And we kind of do want to save others because it makes us feel important. And this is the shadow playing with the savior complex. So instead of doing what's best for us, instead of saying no and putting boundaries, I sometimes feel like we as people pleasers or people who are serial caretakers because, you know, we struggle with taking on other people's stuff, we martyr ourselves for the sake of getting brownie points secretly. Again, this is all in the shadow under the guise of fear of rejection, fear of hurting someone's feelings, fear of confrontation. But in reality, we want to be important. We just unknowingly redirect that energy to others instead of ourselves. We search for external validation. We search for love. I don't think we can give it to ourselves or we won't allow ourselves to give validation and that love to ourselves. And that I think is the shadow side of people pleasing. That I think is the shadow side of, you know, taking on other people's shit or trying to be responsible for other people's stuff. It distracts us from giving ourselves that validation, exploring what we want. It distracts us from giving ourselves that love. And yeah, this is going to sound like a therapy session maybe because my therapist has said this to me, you know, true self-love is setting boundaries and it's saying no to protect your peace and mental, emotional well-being. It's putting you first in situations that can harm you. It's choosing yourself and believing in yourself. And it's not outsourcing a lot of that to someone else, which would be the savior complex and the shadow side. True self-love is, in my opinion, when we tap into that shadow of feel, wanting to feel wanted and needed and loved and validated, we give it to ourselves. Ooh, that I'm getting like goosebumps <laughs> saying this because how fucking terrifying, how fucking terrifying it is to say no to other people. Yeah. Okay. Saying no to other people and putting boundaries and, you know, not taking on other people's shit and not being a people pleaser. That's scary. As somebody who is afraid of confrontation and afraid of not being liked, that's really scary. But even scarier is sitting with all of these feelings and thoughts and then saying, you know what? I'm going to give all this energy that I'm giving to other people because of my fear of rejection and my fear of confrontation and my fear of being disliked. I'm going to give it to myself so I can nurture this relationship with myself so I can 
choose to show up for myself so I can choose to love myself. That is scary. And am I about to be get like, am I about to get dragged for this? Maybe. Am I like making wild assumptions and like observations here? Maybe. If you feel like that, send me a message on Instagram at Cassandra TLE. Let me know if you agree or disagree, why I want to talk about it. I really appreciate productive like conversations around this. I want to know if you want to call me in, if I'm saying something that is like completely wild, please send me a message on Instagram and let's talk about this. I I really feel like the shadow side of people pleasing is overlooked. And if we talked about this, then maybe we wouldn't be so afraid to be called a bitch. And then maybe we wouldn't be so afraid to put up boundaries. And maybe, wild idea here, we wouldn't be so afraid to choose ourselves. Choose ourselves every single fucking day. So let's continue on. Why aren't we bitches? So now that we've talked about being a people pleaser and the shadow side of people pleasing, are we a bitch? Are you a bitch? Am I a bitch for saying no? I guess it depends. Uh, of course, there's no you know direct answer on this podcast. Uh, there's always nuance and layers. I suppose it depends. I mean, what is a bitch? Maybe this isn't actually my conversation to have on this podcast. Maybe this is where we all need to kind of sit down and define or redefine what a bitch is. Maybe this is where we have to look at our own actions and boundaries because if being a bitch means I can keep my peace, if being a bitch means that I can choose myself or that I do choose myself, I choose being a bitch. And I'm going to link in the show notes a um, Instagram post I made a while ago about being a bitch and my fear of it. I In that post, I talk about like, the actual bodily reaction to the word and how it like makes me shake sometimes because I'm so terrified of it. And maybe, you know, now that I'm thinking about, I think I wrote that post back in 2021 or 2022, something like that. I talked about, you know, this fear, the fear of like being called a bitch and how it like makes my body react in real ways where I'm shaking and I get hot and I get red and my tummy feels like it's in knots. And, you know, when I was describing in that post, this fear, it was around being called a bitch. It was around being not liked. And now that I'm, you know, revisiting this idea and talking about it out loud on this podcast, I don't really have that fear anymore of not being liked. I I also don't really have that fear anymore of being called a bitch. You can call me a bitch if you want to. That is your opinion. You are entitled to it. But I think after talking and just like, you know, digging more into the shadow side of being a people pleaser and being called a bitch, I think the fear that I have now is like the acceptance and also the choice of choosing myself and not being afraid to choose myself every single time. Because now the the feeling that I'm getting and the thought that's coming up is first, my chest is tightening, even saying this to you all. Cause like, I don't care <laughs> if I'm called a bitch, but me choosing myself and setting boundaries up for myself to protect my peace, to protect what I need to get what I need. 
my chest is already tightening and I am getting nervous because now I feel selfish. I don't care about being called a bitch, but if you call me selfish now, is that like the next thing? Is this like an evolution? Um, I don't know. I, I give this question to you. So let me know your thoughts. Uh, send me a message on Instagram at Cassandra TLE and let's chat it out. I feel like I've covered the shadow side of being a people pleaser and taking on other people's responsibilities. I've talked about what it's like to be a people pleaser and where it's come from. And now I feel like I want to have this conversation with you all. So I'm extending this to you. Send me a message and let me know your thoughts on what came up for you in this episode. And before we wrap it up, I am leaving you with three journaling prompts to consider when you, or if you want to explore what people pleasing in your ego side and also your shadow side looks like. So the first one is what does feeling fully you actually look like? Number two, the second journaling prompt, what would it be like if you embraced surrender, letting go of who you are to be everything you could be? And to me, that specifically is being applied to this episode of letting go of people pleasing or taking on other responsibilities that aren't yours. And you could just choose yourself. What would that look like? And is there a cute, insert your name, holding you back from being the real you? And let me explain that one a little bit. So again, being Asian American, being a woman, that is, I've always been dubbed cute. And, you know, I'm always like, hey, I'm cute. Hey, Cassandra's cute. But I realized that cute Cassandra was holding me back from being the real me. Cute Cassandra was nice. Cute Cassandra played by all the rules. Cute Cassandra did everything what that everybody else told her to do. Cute Cassandra did not push buttons. And cute Cassandra was making me real pissed off. Uh, in like internally and in my own like inner dialogue. So is there a cute insert your name holding you back from being the real you? All right, y'all let me know your thoughts. Send me a message on Instagram at Cassandra TLE and let's continue this conversation. Are you a bitch for saying no? Am I a bitch for saying yes to me? We'll see. All right, fam. Stay fierce, and I will see you in the next episode. Ciao! If you're hearing this message, that means you made it to the end of this episode. Yay! Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and thought to yourself, whoa, it me, I'd love if you could share this with others, post about it on social media, and or leave a rating and review. Don't forget to subscribe too. Want to hang out with me in other areas of the internet? You can follow me on Instagram at CassandraTLE. For brand message and content marketing tips and resources, check out my business at the Corky Pineapple Studio. Thanks again and see you in the next episode. Stay fierce, fam.